1: Tough blog Podcast. Hey guys, and welcome in to another edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. It is Anthony Pagnotta back with you guys as always, and we continue our quarantine interviews uh, with. One of our guys from uh, the fr- from the last couple of years, Jeremiah Clark, uh, a guy that was with Carolina from 2015 to 2018, and uh, of course now uh, actually is continuing his uh, playing career up in Canada. But we'll get to that as we go through it. But uh, first of all, Jeremiah, hey man, uh, it's we, we're living in just a, a crazy time right now with everything that's going on with the uh, COVID 19 virus and everything. So, um, I mean, ha- how are you dealing with it, right? Now and, and how are you trying to keep yourself busy during this uh, unprecedented time in our history?
0: Um, so just doing what athletes do best, and uh, I continue to work out uh, throughout the week at my private trainer who has a gym within his house, so I'm not really bound by you know the rules of normal people's gyms. So you know, we wipe everything down after a rep or mm-hmm. after a set, and you know, wash your hands when you pull up, but I'm still getting work in every day because uh, when this is over, I'm going to have to go play up in Canada, so just trying to stay in shape and do things like that, but I'm also working in Virginia um, before I go back to Canada, so I work in the city, so I'm, I'm kind of good, you know, I work in the park direct, Parks and Rec Department, you know, shout out Leslie, <laughs> but we're just enjoying being inside and the ability to catch up on all the shows I've missed in the last, you know, couple months while I've been just out living life. So, it's been enjoyable. I mean, I'm tired of being in the house with all these people. But, you know, it's it's getting close to the end. I'm guessing, or hoping, praying.
1: And will see the end eventually. Right, yeah, no, you're right. I'm doing the same thing as well. Game of Thrones has been my show that I've been going through, which is a great one. Um, but, uh, I mean, look, man, you know, I got to first ask you this because I was never able to ask you this during your time at Carolina. Where did you get the nickname Fat Mellow? How did that actually start? Because that was my favorite nickname of anybody on the entire team. Yeah. <laughs> um... Well, uh,
0: I got it at 10th grade uh, basketball. I needed a plaque for the end of the year because we had one district. Um, and my coach wanted to do something different and put nicknames on the plaques. So I couldn't really think of a nickname that wasn't like a family nickname. And the to ever mention. So uh, I asked my sister for a nickname and she said I looked like a fat Carmelo Anthony. And at the time I wore headbands and I had a low haircut.
1: I mean that. I, from what I can remember, all the Toriel fans pretty much refer to you as that. Uh, I don't even. Some of the guys might not even know who you're What your actual name is at this point, but That's a uh, very common thing uh,
0: that a lot of people don't know my name. I like to keep it that way. Um, <laughs> You
1: know, moving silence at all times. <laughs> I feel you, man. I feel you. But, look, you're a name that's definitely worth remembering because you were a four-year contributor at Carolina, um, finishing all four years that you were there with 30 or more tackles. Um, your first two years were part of a, a very successful stretch in which the team won 19 uh, of the 27 games that were played. So, you know, what was it? like to be part of, of one of the most successful stretches in Carolina football history, but the most successful stretch here of Carolina football since the turn of the decade. Um, I mean in the moment, I guess you don't realize how
0: successful the team is. You just enjoy the wins and, you know, you think about and, you know, you try and do better on the losses. Um, I think it wasn't until my end of my career where I started to realize we were losing more that losing isn't fun as, not as much fun as winning I mean if you come in uh, to a team that's you know looking for a formula you add a champion caliber coach like Gene Chiswick and a lot of great pieces that are still playing today in the NFL and you know you just have a special team no matter what you want to take away from it I mean I've had some of my best years with those first two year teams but I've had even more fun on the teams that weren't as successful because, you know, through struggle, you find real teammates. And as much fun as I had on those earlier teams where you're winning and having all the success, you, you really learn about, you know, people, how people react, and who you really are when the chips are down and your back's against the wall and you've got to make something out
1: of nothing well we talked to one of your former teammates Tyler Powell about those last two seasons and he kind of said that he thought really no, nothing really changed mindset wise it was just the bad luck of injuries and everything is that kind of how you feel as well or was there maybe an, an underlying cause that maybe we couldn't see but that you saw in the locker room of, of something that changed and led to those struggles no no
0: change if anything it's kind of like how USC basketball was this year you know just a uh a slew of bad luck and injuries and something you can't prepare for. I mean, the team was talented. It had all the pieces. Yes, could we have had better players and better positions? Probably, but who wouldn't say that? Right. I mean, but from what we had, we had the ability to win. If you go back to those games, we're literally in it to the end. Mm -hmm. In several games, we lose in overtime or in the fourth quarter in the last two minutes. So you can say what you want. We were in position.
1: let's not focus on the negatives. Let's go back to 2016 for the moment that um, I, I, I look at as, as my favorite moment of your career, and that was the fumble recovery in the game against Miami. You know What were your memories of, of that play, a play at the time that that sealed just a humongous win for Carolina in, in a season that was looking at the time like it was going to continue to go in a fantastic direction and potentially lead you guys back to the ACC championship game?
0: Um, I mean, it was a great play. Malik had a beautiful move off the edge. He was able to strip the ball out. And I saw nothing but green grass in the end zone. And I'm more upset that I didn't have a chance to score for Charlie fans. But, you know, you live in regret. But it was, it was a great moment. I mean, it's one of my favorite plays. Um, easily top five. Um, and it's one of the greatest moments I've, I believe I ever had in Carolina history. It's it's wild. It's, it's literally the epitome of life. It's, it's love. The fact that a teammate from a high school could cause a back for something and I was able to scoop it on the other Something we've done multiple times. It was just awesome to see happen on the big stage, in the game that mattered, against Miami, who I've grown up literally adoring and... I mean, even when recruited by to be able to do that in Miami insane.
1: Yeah, that that was awesome, man. Uh, uh, just a huge win at the time. I was actually still working in the fast food industry, and uh, I remember I was out watching the game and and saw that uh, that that Malik caused the fumble and you recovered it and was freaking out because I, I was always one of those guys that really loved seeing you out there. Really thought that you were a guy that that sh- should have been on the field more and everything like that. So for you to see that moment, I thought was just extremely special and and always one that I'll remember. Um, you know, some of your teammates still remain on the team that will come into 2020 uh, if there is a season which you know we, we can debate that as much as we want right now but if there is actually a season who do you think are some of those guys that you played with who could become the breakout players this season for the Tar Heels?
0: Well definitely there's a monster at wide receiver and so is Bo and so is Deami literally the offense is stacked as this- out there but. Another good one. I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure every person on that defense is involved. Chaz, my old roommate, dog, Treese, Patrice Renee. Like, the whole defense has the chance to really snap and do some crazy things. It's just, if there is a season, and I feel like this Corona thing, if anything, has motivated them to be even more on their game. Um, as far as most athletes are, I mean, I feel like athletes right now have to really dig in their bag, quote unquote just to get in the same amount of work that they would usually get in. So if you have to work twice as hard as to get in average work. Mm-hmm. So it really just puts the difference in between the people who want it and the people who don't. Because if you don't want it, right now is the perfect excuse to stay in the house and watch TV. But if you actually grind and want this more than anything, then there's nothing stopping you. I mean, outside of really coronavirus and the government. But no one's really stopping <laughs> you from getting that
1: work. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think it's going to, um, kind of like you said, kind of separate the men from the boys in terms of the guys that really want to work and, and put in the, the, the time that they need to. And we'll find it out with this 2020 team when we hear from Mac Brown when these guys get back out there. Who's been doing the work? Who's been you know going along with the nutrition plan? Who's been working out the way they're supposed to? Because there, there is ways to do it. And, and so um, I, I think it's going to be interesting. I think on the defensive side of the ball, like you said, this is a, a chance for the the Tar Heels to be about as good as they've been defensively, probably since Butch Davis was on campus, in terms of the amount of talent that's there, um, the the guys that fit the scheme well enough. I, I mean, it, just from what we saw last year, I feel like a lot of guys really like their fit in the scheme, so um, yeah, th- those were some of the names that we heard. Uh, I think Tamon Fox, like you said, he's going to have a huge season. Uh, Tyler Powell said that as well, um, so I'm definitely expecting him to step it up and be the leader of that defensive line this year. Um, now, let, let's go back to you a little bit. Uh, now, of course, last year uh, after um, you, you went undrafted, uh, you went and participated in rookie uh, Raiders rookie minicamp last year. Um, what was that experience like for you, uh, especially to be able to be coached by a guy in John Gruden who we think is just a, uh, a, a, a great guy, a hilarious guy, but also a really tough coach? What, what was that like?
0: um i mean it was a great experience uh gruden himself was looking forward to watching me during the camp uh from the moment i got there i spoke to him and you know already knew my name and everything i was about um and just really wanted to see what i was going to do in the field and i feel like i put at that moment my best self out there and you know it landed how it landed there's a lot of talented people out there um oh. And I just, you know, did the best thing I could do in that moment. And it was a fun experience. Green was a great guy. Uh, Honestly, I learned a lot about the NFL from the small couple days I was up there. I mean, you don't really get much, but it was just a glimpse of what
1: So, what are you know going into that 2020 season? You know what what are your expectations for yourself? What are your goals that you're looking to hit as part of the Eskimos in the CFL this year? Um, honestly, I mean, as
0: simple as the team is, just make the team and then go from there. I mean, yeah, I've signed and I made the team, but you know, you got to reaffirm it to the coaches that you're taking this as seriously as they are. Um, And I had a call call from my defensive coordinator uh, because they just got to do coaching staff in Edmonton. Um, so, again, you know, I'm going to have to prove myself all over again, but I'm willing to do it. I'm looking forward to it. Keeps me on my toes. Um, I guess goal you know just Whatever they ask me to do, I'm going to do it above and beyond. Um, uh, it seems like they want me more as a pass rusher, um, but a person that can move in and out of positions. Uh, so I hope to be able to do that to the best of my ability, and obviously to make some plays turn up in the backfield, hopefully, you know, uh, make a small trek back to, uh, to the state.
1: Yeah, that would be awesome, man, hey, and uh, we wish you the best of luck. Believe me, uh, you know, you're know you a guy that was just so exciting to have on campus, not only as a football player, but as a personality. Um, you were always awesome, always loved to interact with the fans, and we are wishing you the best, man. We hope to see you back here in the States, or if not, I mean, look, we've got a ton of guys uh, that have gone on and had very successful careers uh, in the CFL, headlined by uh, guys like Darian Durant, Darius Bowman, um, so it, it, there's definitely a chance even up there in Canada uh, to have a ton of success. So uh, we wish you the best, man. Uh, stay in touch with us, and, and uh, we'll hopefully we can have you on down the line as your career continues to advance. All right, man?
0: Yeah, I got you. Appreciate it.
1: All right, man. Stay safe. All right, you too. All right, Jeremiah Clark, the former Tar Heel defensive tackle. Great to have him on as part of uh, this exciting series. Guys, we've got so many great, Guys coming up that are going to be on. Um, I am loving that, uh, I'm not loving that this is going on right now, but um, I, I'm loving that I'm at least having the opportunity to go back and talk to some of these guys that played with Carolina. And look, we're not only doing some of the more recent guys. I mean, look, we've had a lot of former guys that are just a couple of years removed from college, uh, one year removed, even had Antonio Williams on, uh, which was really awesome to do that. But we're going to go back even further just a little bit and start to get some of older guys on and that'll start uh, with the one that's going to be coming up um, here in in about a week from the time that we air this and that'll be with former Tar Heel quarterback Chris Kildorf. Uh, You guys won't want to miss that. That's going to be an awesome one but uh, I'm recording this and uh, I'm actually going to talk to Chris Kildorf tomorrow Um, so I'm really excited for that part of a day where we're going to do three interviews in one day so we got a bunch of former guys reaching out Um, and you know I just want to thank them for just giving us the time and and allowing me to sit down with them and, and just talk during this time giving some human interaction even though uh, most of them are just uh, hearing hearing me or, or uh, meeting me for the first time uh, they've really opened up and really given me some great stories including Jeremiah right there so make sure that if you missed any of the other episodes you go back as I told you uh, there's been some great interviews uh, guys uh, that we've heard from so far Antonio James Antonio Williams uh uh, two former running backs, uh, one of them that's actually trying to get drafted into the NFL right now. Um, C.J. Cotman we heard from, Deontay Williams, the former standout safety, um, as well as uh, plenty of other guys, Tyler Powell, who we mentioned in there. Um, and we're only going to continue. It's going to be fantastic. So make sure that you guys are checking out all of those. We would really appreciate it. The best way to do it is to make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. And the reason we ask you that is because when you rate it and review it, it's going to move the podcast up on some of the platforms. It's, it's going to get it more hits on uh, some of their web pages, and that can help us sort Sort of grow this into something not only that you guys can listen to, but that all Tar Heel fans can listen to. Because the bigger it grows, the more people can find it. So we ask for you to help us with that. We'd really appreciate that. And then subscribe. That's for you so that you can listen to every episode of the podcast because you don't want to miss it. We've got so much great stuff coming up with all the players. And then once we get back into the season, me and Josh will be back to sort of break down what we expect for what should be just an amazing 2 2020 year there are so many expectations for this team but this is a team that feels like they're going to be able to live up to it because they've got a guy that could be a a once-in-a-generation quarterback for the Tar Heels so we'll have you covered with all of that you don't want to miss any of those episodes, so make sure you subscribe. Also, you can head to the website. You can listen to the podcast there as well. You can go and click on the Heel Tough blog podcast tab if you want to listen to our podcast about the basketball team, the Roy's Boys podcast. That tab is up there as well. But also, you can go in there and look at the news that we've got for you. There's so much great stuff on the website. Because we're recording this so far in advance, I'm not really going to get into the specifics, but we are covering everything for you on the football front from recording, Recruiting, uh, to all of the team news. We'll, of course, have you covered on everything when it comes to the 2020 season where it will be or, or when it will be played, how it will be played. Uh, if anything gets adjusted, of course, we'll let you know about that. Um, and, and, of course, we'll have you covered all the way through whenever uh, this team gets on the field in 2020. Same thing with basketball. Whenever they get back on the basketball court, we'll have you covered there. We're still having you covered in the offseason as well, though, uh, with all sorts of great features that we're doing on the website. I know they should all be up by now, so go back, check out all of the player reviews. Uh, there's also a podcast that ties in with that on that Roy's Boys podcast page that I told you about, so make sure you go back and check all of those out. Of course, we have you covered with everything NBA Draft as well with the guys, uh, Cole Anthony potentially going uh, to the NBA Draft as well uh, as a couple of other guys that we'll have to keep an eye on. Um, and and uh, I think you know this is an exciting time for for, for for Carolina Athletics, even though uh, there is some time off. You're getting to learn a little bit more about some of these guys, and um, we're, we're going to learn a lot about them, just like Jeremiah said. We're going to learn about a lot of the guys who are committed to this, who are really wanting to get uh, themselves in shape and, and ready for this upcoming season, um, because I mean, in, in all sports, you're going through a little bit of adversity right now, not being able to work out, not being able to go to the gym and get reps. So it'll be interesting. We'll have you covered all on that, front uh, on heel make sure you go there and you can scroll down to the bottom and even subscribe to the newsletter so that does it for this edition of the heel tough blog podcast want to thank jeremiah clark or fat mellow as many of you guys know him for joining us want to thank you guys for listening and as always go tar heels